Welcome to Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast by Helpful Goat Gaming. We at Helpful Goat want to be very clear about something. Black lives matter. Systemic racism is real and pervasive, as evidenced by, among other things, the ongoing and infuriating lack of justice for black victims of police violence. Please support organizations that are working to dismantle systems of oppression. Support organizations that support black lives. Support black lives directly. For resources and a starting place, please see the links in our episode description. And as always, please be warned, this podcast may include adult situations and language. You know, the kind of language used by people who are heartbroken and enraged at the current state of the world, and occasionally channel that into their role-playing. You're welcome. The world of Banya cracks in anticipation of the approaching storm. Its lands strain against unnatural forces, and warnings of what is to come have been carefully placed among its people. Warnings that led us to a few tieflings, goliaths, drow, and halflings. But how can this unlikely family of broken people stop a force that has been generations in the making? What strength is left in the bonds of friendship? Andrew Gilbert, the benevolent dictator of Helpful Goat Gaming, and tonight uh, I am your uh, dungeon master as we play the uh, our, our Fates of Rain long running, long form, long running campaign. Uh, and with me, as always, is Galway, the unbenevolent dictator of Helpful Goat Gaming. And of course, Sorry, we have that was. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's an ASMR from Galway. Um, then we have Adam. Adam, say hi. Hi. We also have Lena. <laughs> oh, hi. That's all I get. I just get Lena. Hi. Sorry. Every... <laughs> We're jumping into characters here slowly. Um, and uh, also <clears throat> Darcy, <laughs> who seems uh... to be preparing something for us. Um, this song is dedicated to the family. 
We fight like gangsters, get high off flames. If you sneak around a corner, we will punch you in the face. Sit down for a minute and see what we say. We get off on violence, we're just made that way. Sometimes we get help from goats. Other times a mimic bursts out our boat. When will Bellet leave us alone? We got a long journey to Stormbringer's throne. All we want to do is a stab, stab, stab and a kick punch and take your treasure. All we want to do is a stab, stab, stab and a kick punch and take your treasure. Demon cat skulls and bones, sex with elves and drinking with dwarves. Our enemies run away. We're hella scary, you see what we say. No one in this land has swagger like us. Disrespect our face, you be dripping in blood. We're a pack of killers like Bell, it sucks. Going to hell, we don't give two fucks. All we wanna do is a stab, 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 and a kick punch, and take your treasure. All we wanna do is a stab, 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 and a kick punch, and take your treasure. The family, fates of Rin, anarchy. We got so many kills, it's crazy. So don't mess with us. Lots and lots and lots we murder. Arbin's a shady motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots and lots we murder. Arbin's a shady motherfucker. All we want to do is a step, 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 and a kick punch <laughs> and take your treasure. All we want to do is a step, 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 and a kick punch <laughs> and take your treasure. <laughs> oh my goodness. Fucking beautiful. That was awesome. I am floored by the effort each time you do for for your the introduction of just who you are. Um, that's fun. We've also now established that basically standing in this weird jungle after we get to the recap, yeah, ten foot tall angel is going to have looked back as this song emerges. From his house, <laughs> songs like, are canon. The songs right, are canon. They are Hakari singing them. I'm gonna have to make a book of them. Oh my gosh! Yeah, hey everyone. <laughs> um, so that's us, uh, and we're gonna jump straight into the game tonight. Then, um, should be a good one. Should be fun. I'm really excited. Uh, so, you know what? I probably have some. Cool little music, maybe. And I shall eat spaghetti right. to that music. Okay. You have to like eat it in rhythm with the music. You have to eat it in rhythm. Mm-hmm. I like the flex there. It's like, yeah, you play your little music. I have spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, after the family fought and killed some kidnappers. I say the family, but it was mostly charity while the others were listening to a song. You say fought. Fought, cleaned up some kidnappers. Um, And after they exploded, it seemed like their ghosts wanted vengeance. And to escape their wrath, the family unknowingly activated the power of the house by shutting the door. When they opened the door again to this strange headquarters of the Bovalian Ravagers, they were lost 
far from the snow-covered fields of Bovelia. They were now face to face with a jungle, hot and steamy and dark and unknown. And that is where we pick up tonight. So. So we've just heard this song explode out from the house. <laughs> yep, just singing to the kids. <laughs> as the, as Hikari's want to do. Glorious, according to the music. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Can you sing the song to this music, Darcy? Probably. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can try. <laughs> hey, that's almost too really great. want so me I'm to gonna, try. I'm gonna turn that down. <laughs> We're gonna try a slightly different song. Okay. Yeah. It was good for the okay. recap. It was good for the recap, but. We're into something different, darker. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it, uh, I kind of put it on our map here because you don't know where you are in the world. You are in a, a different climate. It's probably about ten or so in the evening. Um, you know where we still hear that music, right? Yeah. You still hear the. The, the Hakari music, or no, the, no, the background music. Oh, background wait, music. wait, do we? Hero Down is still playing. Oh, well, this is different epic music. Maybe. <laughs> okay, maybe that's also too epic. Okay, what if I did this? Now there's woodland campsite, and only that. Moreland, Moreland is is good. Trusty, reliable Moreland. Trusty, reliable Moreland music. Is that music. where we are? Sure, that's where we are. But it's not playing right now. Oh, awesome. That's cool. Well, you get woodland campsite right <laughs> now. <laughs> that's fine. A jungle is like a woodland. So, you can, yeah. So, you, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me start over here. Uh, I, I feel like this is the most disruptive we've ever managed to get a recap. The right now the night is hot outside. It's damp. Uh, the smell of a river wafts into the house while the door is open. Um, Ferris very quickly ties the door to the bookcase again so that it's not easily shut. He's a person right now, right? He's currently a okay. person, not a goat with hands. No, be kind of terrifying. Still the creepy old man person. Yeah. Um, after he does that, though, he does revert to his goat form and he steps outside. Um, and just outside the door, there are still probably about kind of five or six cobblestones just <laughs> literally just kind of in front of the door itself, as if the transportation of, to wherever you are took almost a bit of uh, a, a bit of the path in, that was in front of the house with it. But that quickly um, disappears into giant bushes with wide, thick leaves. And those bushes surround pretty much the entirety of the house, making it difficult to see further than 15 or 20 feet away in any direction. And at this, the children kind of finish their dinner and prepare their bedrolls for bedtime uh, and begin to settle around the fire. It, it almost seems to you like this kind of thing happens a decent amount so that it doesn't rattle them at all. 
Um, and as they're sitting around the fire, actually, they're asking uh, for several of you to to regale them with stories of your adventures. Does anyone partake? Not a clip show, but... <laughs> it, so it's been a little bit, right? Yeah, it's been about uh, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe since this happened. Uh, Ferris is in his goat form now, just sitting on, on kind of the front okay, seat so outside. I am actually going to... If it's been, say, like the earlier side of that, especially like 15 minutes, because I probably would have thought to do this... Um, Angel Charity is going to like reach down and in front of Ferris sort of like scratch in the dirt because he seems to understand language, right? He just didn't talk when he was in human form. Right. And I'm going to sort of uh, write out, can you speak? And you're in angel form, correct? Yeah. You hear this goat then say... Of course I can speak. I am living, breathing, and have a voice. Ooh. So the angel's now going to write out, okay, but more relevantly, I can understand you. I am speaking an old, old tongue. Something that is not known by many living. What do the rest of us hear? Do we just hear, like... You hear... No, do your goat impression. Do it. Do it. I have to push the talk I can't do. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. But, like, the goat sounds, basically. Bleating at, at Charity. <laughs> at the not-many-living, Charity's gonna sort of, in angel form, go... It is druidic. Very few of my circle are left who would understand the words that are speaking to me. Is he a druid? I know we don't hear this. Yeah. But, like, does druidic, like, something druid speak? Uh, often not. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's often, often only something a druid. Um, we, so we're getting requests to hear that goat impression. Darcy, can oh, you God. reach over yeah, and so- do Andy's push and talk for him? Do. Yeah. He's doing this in college all the time. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> okay, okay, we've done it. That's amazing. Done it. This is how he impressed me into marrying him. It's very impressive. Do you need to do that with your hands to make the noise, or is the hands just extra? No, it's just the extra thing. It's you extra, do. but I can't. You know me, I can't do it without doing a little extra. Yeah. Of course. Okay. So I, I'd like to point out that I need a clip of this from the Twitch. The first, like, second of Adam's facial reaction <laughs> was that. It was funny. <laughs> it was just so, ah. Uh, I don't know. Is that what it was? <laughs> there was this, ah. Uh, oh, this is hilarious. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> awesome. Dance, uh, monkey. Right, yes. So you're still speaking with uh, Ferris here. Um. Where are we? And at this, he'll sort of raise his snout to the air and kind of... We are one of three places, but I would say in the jungle. Really narrows it down. (laughs) So, pulling back from having written in the dirt, Angel's going to sort of 
wipe its hand on its like tabard and cloak and then very carefully pinch its brow. How did we get here? With a house, my home of many, many doors opens up to many different places. Each morning, the house draws power from the dawn. And if you were to close the door, you would wind up somewhere different. I apologize it happened when you and your friends were here. But I wonder if it wasn't the right move. This is enjoyable, by the way, speaking to someone. I've not done so in a very long time. Angel Charity will sort of smile and bow slightly. Right out. Can we control where we go? I'm afraid not. It's the house that decides. No, I've not yet been able to speak to this house. <laughs> Though we have been together for many, many a year. Charity at this point is going to, like, wave people over. What is it, Charity? What did you, what did you find? I'm going to write out, I can understand him when he speaks. But he hasn't been speaking. He's just been making goat noises. Just going, bah, bah. <laughs> Yeah, like that. That's much better. I'm not a good goat. He's a good goat. Was the goat just saying ba that time? He literally was, yeah. There was no language there. He was just mimicking a goat sound, which is a weird thing to wrap your head around. He can also understand you, so feel free to ask him questions. I will tell you the answers after I am not an angel. Oh, wait. All right. He can understand us. Awesome, because the kids have been begging me to start telling a story, and I didn't want to do it if Ferris the goat couldn't understand. So here we go. Right, that was so rude. <laughs> at, at this, a giant hand is going to wrap around Burbage's, like not even a ground Burbage, but just gently on Burbage's shoulder, and right up. There's kind of a time limit on the angel thing. <laughs> Oh, all right, so let's do that. and then. But he'll be able to understand my story if I tell it later. Charity is now going to write out, yes, lore, arrow, fun, slash trauma, later. Right, yeah, the order of things. Yeah, <laughs> lore, fun, and then trauma, and then, yeah, figure out a way to sort of maybe mitigate the trauma <laughs> after that. All right. Angel will sadly shake its head. So any questions? Any questions for Ferris the Goat, everybody? MC Burbage. I have questions. Yeah, Stormbringer. Yeah. Um, what were those things that kind of seemed like ghosts, maybe? And, like, where did they come from? And why was there a crack in the ground? And what was the little bug creature kind of by the crack? And why didn't they want to go in the crack? I thought they wanted to go in the crack, but I guess they didn't. And, um... Um, were they bad? Right. I think that's enough questions for, for Ferris. We really should be limiting this to just one question per audience member. We're all just going forward. Ferris, I'll hand it to you. Did you catch all those? <laughs> right? I caught many of those, yes. Well, he's bleating again. How about this? <laughs> the, 
Perhaps you felt it too. But the world feels old. More so than ever before. It feels a bit frail. Cracking in places. And when those cracks occur, things that should not be here seem to be here. And what is causing the very land to react this way, I, I cannot say for certain. But it has happened once before, many years ago. In the land of you you've recently called Bovelia. I do not know exactly what everything there was, and that is a, a delightful mystery, but I can say for certain that those were things that did not belong here. Would I know anything about that? Like something from years ago that happened in Bovelia? Uh, other than... I mean, yeah, that's more like, what do you think? Have you ever heard of? I don't remember. Anything? I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember if I have. Can we assume that Charity is, like, writing all this out for us? Like, sure, we'll yeah, do it in kind of, like, real time, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Especially if someone, like, brings me some pen and paper. Yeah. And yeah. something, like, it's probably much faster than writing on, like, the dirt. Yeah. Because I was just kind of using that to get across to him. Um, a pin actually brings you a bunch of like what look to be uh, opened envelopes, um, which is kind of a weird thing, but but you can write on them and uh, and opened a envelopes. Yeah, a pen and there's a pen and some. In so like there's there's postal theft in addition to the other yeah. crimes of the Bavarian Um Some of this sort of reminds me of some of what Israk told us about. You remember that information dump? That we got from Israel a while yeah. back. It was like like Cherokee's gonna point at the ground. Lore, arrow, trauma. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, they're so mixed up these days. The lore and the trauma. It's a bit hard to pass out. But like what was that info dump? Let's summarize it for those of us who maybe don't remember so well, because maybe that was like four months ago or something. Right. Yeah, no, it, I think it had to do with the last time a god tried to break into this world. Remember how, um, oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could somebody recap this? <laughs> I could very quickly, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. So, so Israk was talking about how he and his sort of cohort uh, of powerful adventurers found out that Rin was coming into this world and that people were having a few premonitions, they thought, of Rin's sort of birth into the world, which was going to bring about the end of it. Um, they tried to stop her, but she was able to break through and even lived in this world for a while. However, the end of the world never came, and it seems like Rin left then of her own volition, having accomplished whatever she came to do. This is the same sort of prophecy that resurfaced in Vimeris, as well as Kit. And perhaps 
the individuals who are supposed to prevent Rin were not supposed to actually prevent Rin, but maybe something else. Is kind of what you've been, yeah, a generalized. And I think that the other things that we might have gotten just to, to supplement that of happenings in Bovalia that might come to mind. Yeah. Um, Israk specified that they had a plan to channel Rin into a specific host who was his beloved and then essentially kill her in the moment in between Rin instantiating but still being mortal. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't kill her. And that was part of why then Rin... Right fully manifested and became a god. And then the other thing was that then Rin came back to them, having gotten away, didn't kill them all, came back and had them kill her, banishing her back to Otherworld. The other thing being, of course, uh, one of the stories, at least, and from Charity's conversations with Pelototh, seemed like it might have hit close to the mark, is that the sword Brightfang was kind of a product of that in some way. Pelototh is not a big fan of gods interfering in the world. Indeed. And there's also the, I don't know if this is relevant to what Ferris just said and how he described mm -hmm. the world or whatever. I forget how exactly he put it, but it reminded me of Israq's description of the Riddle Machina and how like they as entities or beings like sort of there was something about the Riddle Machina that was like, they don't belong in this world. The Riddle Machina are, were originally other versions of this world, was sort of how he described it. They came to this and they both existed here and didn't. And that's why no one, that's why your memory just slides off of them. And certainly things that don't belong here, yes. Yeah, so I don't know. So Burbage would, would be like, you know, it sounds like, you know, if the world is cracking and, and these, it's having these effects, maybe the, the riddle of Machina are more deeply connected with with Rin and Behelet and they're entering the world than, than I previously understood. Charity is, Angel Form is going to raise his hand and then quickly write down, <clears throat> and now that we've established that I am writing and not just relaying this, I can actually do this with character voice like that. I saw black strings from the sky attached to those ghost-like figures. What were they? They were not violent at first. They merely seemed confused and then became violent. That is concerning, surely. I do not know what it means. Uh, perhaps you saw... A bit of a prophecy in your own right. <laughs> I do not know. Also, I believe my sister had questions about both the bug and the crack. Indeed, I have never seen <laughs> the bug before. I've seen many, many bugs. I've named most of them. But this one had eluded me, and I was torn inside between delight and fear. The crack, uh, the, the earth seems to tremble more these days. Things that should remain like mountains suddenly get up and walk away. Large fissures appear as 
as cracks in an egg, as if something were about to be birthed. Something is happening, or certain. Charity is going to write down, the one known as Behelit is attempting to break into this world. This one of your gods, one of those beings from other, other places, I do not keep up on religions. They come and go so quickly. Yes, and my former employer. Sounds awkward to me. <laughs> Stormbringer, do you know how long the angel spell lasts? Because I've got to admit, this is getting boring. <laughs> right, just like goat noises and then riding and then more goat noises. Um... <laughs> And you see, and it's sort of like the goat sort of kind of like talking in circles and, and in riddles. And it's like, yeah, we get it. It's law. Can we move on to the fun? You know what I mean? Uh, I think maybe 10 minutes, but also maybe 10 hours or 10 days. <laughs> um, maybe 10 years, actually. Okay. So we might be in for a long ride. Yeah, we might be. All right. Akari, what were you going to say? So this is metagame, but... That's all right. Go for it, Akari. I don't know what metagame means, but uh, let's give it a go, shall we? Yeah, you don't know what metagame means. <laughs> if any of us knew what metagame would mean, it would be verbiage. No, I swear, I don't know. What are you guys talking about? As far as I'm concerned, we're just all regular people <laughs> on a single layer of reality. <laughs> Akari... So, again, I'm, like, technically, like, 3,200 or 3,500 years old. Would I have known about when Rin tried to break through, but I've seen things Give me a history similar. check. Well. Oh, can you do a history I'll check for me? I'll do a history check for on you roll on roll 20. Um, partly That's because what I was you, had, you had many generations, too, where you basically just drank and <laughs> fought. Yeah, but I life. feel like a god coming through with would very little be something I'd hear. Influence on outside events. <laughs> That's a crit fail. Yup, okay. That's a crit fail that you got, Akari, not me, you. I have been drinking quite a bit, <laughs> as usual. Um, so, yes, you did think you heard about something like this. Okay. Yeah. Rin was like a big spider or something. It's weird. Anyway. Guys. Guys. I'm pretty sure I heard about this before. And there was this big spider god, I guess. And their name was Rin. And like the bug, they came through the crack and they didn't like the crack. They didn't go in the crack. Are you sure that we're with Loth or whatever the whatever her name is, the drow goddess? Sure. Spider god. She tried to come into the world? That's scary. That would have been bad. What if she's actually the one trying to come into the world now? Akari, that's very interesting, but what I'd like to draw attention to is that for three minutes before you started talking to us, you just sort of had a blank look on your face. <laughs> We're looking off into the middle distance. What's that about? Sort of reminded me of my friend Fleabag 
She would do that all the time. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that now. Just Jesus. That's what happens. That's that's canon. Whenever okay. any of us yeah. are talking, like right now, as I talk, Burbage is just looking, looking off, off the camera. into the <laughs> middle distance, <laughs> looking into the camera. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, actually, about this moment, you hear from somewhere deep in the jungle, kind of a... Is it dinosaurs? Kind of a long note, as if there was a, a song someone was singing. You guys, you guys, you guys, dinosaurs live in jungles, and I've never been to a jungle because I'm from the mountains, and we don't have jungles on our continent, and I don't know how we got here, but it would be really cool to see dinosaurs. Freyris turns to you, Charity, uh, and says, Friends, if you wouldn't mind watching the children. I'm not exactly sure which place we are in, but one of them I have friends, and in one of them I have enemies. Are those, like, land whales or something? Because it sounds like whales singing. Are your friends land whales? Charity is going to write down in the book, Will do, but just as a note, I'm pretty sure I know which one it is. <laughs> does does that sound? We all hear the sound, right, Andy? Yes, all of you hear this sort of long, low note, and it's basically just musical. It's not. It's not language. It does. It almost feels yeah musical. More, and you don't understand it as a language. Yeah, it doesn't sound like the dragon turtles, does it? No, nothing, nothing like that. Nothing like a roar, a deep, low roar. It sounds like whales singing to yeah. each other, right? Yes. Okay, they're land whales, <clears throat> obviously. Okay. And I'm going to write down, uh, Ferris is going to go see what that was, asked us to take care of children. Incidentally, he said that we could be a place where he has friends or he has enemies. So I think we all know which one we're in. Friends? Yeah, friends. Is it friends? And at this, Ferris stands up and bounds off into the into the brush. <sighs> okay, Lena, you are frozen for me, like putting your hand on your head. You you are in a very charity pose <laughs> at the moment. Um, and actually, at this, I would say, with the amount of time, probably charity will pop back into charity form and look at him. Really, based on the experiences that we have. You think we're at the one where he has friends? Charity, I'm trying to be optimistic because when I'm not optimistic, then I get all like yandere and stare at you guys while you're asleep, and <laughs> you just don't want that. So, which which Stormbringer do you want today? Do you want optimistic Stormbringer or do you want watching you sleep Stormbringer? Whichever Stormbringer Stormbringer wants to be. Let's have optimistic Stormbringer. Okay. Yeah, optimistic Stormbringer. All right, well, I wanted Ferris to hear this story, but he's got some other business to attend to. All right, we're in a jungle, right? That reminds me of one of my favorite tales, children. It's called oh. Jungle to Jungle. There yeah. once was a man named Tima Len, and he was a, a high-powered shopkeeper. Okay. In a great city of Fidero. And Ooh. he found out one day that his ex-wife yes. 
had had a child of his and didn't tell him. And it just so happens that this ex-wife of his lived yeah. in a jungle. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And uh, and we'll, we'll just, I don't have to go through all of it, but Burbage does <laughs> tell the entire story yeah. of the, the hit. Jungle to jungle. 1997 Tim Allen film, Jungle to Jungle. I remember seeing it once. Charity, after this story's going to go, okay, children, who here needs a palate cleanser and wants to learn how to make healing poultices? Oh, my God. I was right. It is 1997. I will say... Give me a performance check, too, by the way. Okay, I will. Mimi Siku, played by... uh, Is it Sam Worthington? Sam Huntington. Really? Sam Huntington? Oh, my gosh. Right on. He was one of my earliest crushes as a a kid, that, that character. I was like, oh, my God, he's gorgeous. Sam Huntington. What a great werewolf, too. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so a performance roll? Yes, please. Eight. It, it's okay. They start to kind of almost nod off <laughs> while you're telling the story, a few of them. And uh, one of them says that would be better if it was about a, a, a guy going to live on a farm where they don't have um, technology <laughs> and... <laughs> And they build and they're a not giant, used to not having a, technology, and so it's funny. And yeah. anyway, and they get stung by bees <laughs> yeah, and attacked yeah. by squirrels. Is this for richer things. or poorer? <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or witness. No, it's, <laughs> right, fun, yeah, it's funny be. farm, wasn't um, it? Funny farm. <laughs> funny farm. I wasn't anyway. Well, let's be honest. An eight is pretty much what jungle to jungle <laughs> deserves. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Um. So a, a couple minutes pass, and uh, Charity, you believe you almost hear a a drum beat as well, somewhere deep in the woods, but it too fades into the sound of birds and insects of the night. And then uh, whoever might be standing watch at the door while the others are tending to children. I'll stand watch. Okay. I don't want to tend to uh, So Hikari, yeah, you all of a sudden hear movement in the bushes. Okay. It's subtle, but certainly present. And as you sort of straighten and stiffen up and even maybe loose your sword a little bit, immediately the children recognize you doing this and immediately go to the window and plaster their faces and are looking out <laughs> onto the, the dark Well, I guess they're going to see ahead. some non-appropriate, age-appropriate things probably then. Uh, and then, Akari, you see a, a small figure. Mm-hmm. Bipedal. Bipedal? Yeah. Waddling out into the path just before the house. And it's not walking like Ferris would either no. way, right? Okay. And then another. And another. And it's hard to see, uh, even with your dark vision. But they Are have they- stout, kind of wide heads. Mm-hmm. No real neck to speak of. Um, they have very large eyes and they have very thin and but wide mouths. I don't like that. They're only wearing what look to be necklaces and that's it. Are they tall? Like, they would be a small creature. They're about the size of... Are they wedgies? They're almost the size of Burbage, but just kind of a thicker head okay. neck. Okay. And you're just kind of watching them, I assume? 
Yeah. I'm okay. going to just kind of like loom behind Hikari so that I'm ready for if she gets okay. attacked. One of them opens its mouth. Ooh. And you hear kind of a baroom. Like what we heard before. Baroom. But much, yeah, obviously it's this creature right in front of you. Found the land. I turn around, I'm like, does anyone? <laughs> they almost. They land whale language. Seem to kind of bow toward you. Okay. And then they, they sweep their arms as if they're almost trying to beckon you toward them. Nope. And you hear them begin <laughs> to slowly sort of chant. And as they chant, oh no. bioluminescent streaks in their body light up in waves. Dude, did you guys just come from a rave? And there's chanting. Guru, 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 You sound like someone drunk trying to say my name. Guru, <laughs> <laughs> and at this, when when you hear that sort of chant, uh, all of the children behind you brighten up, uh, and they begin to kind of try to push past you nope. uh, through the door in the front. Nope. I don't think Stormbringer's movie at all, so I don't think they can get past Hikari and me. Yeah. They're like, no, it's fine. We know them. No. Nope. No, no, it's cool. I don't know nope. if it's cool. Guys. Ferris isn't here, and we're in charge, and we say no. Yeah, listen to Hikari. She's like 3,000 years old and definitely knows about things. Well, I want to talk about that later, but they're they're friendly. And at this, Ferris then emerges from the the brush okay. next to a particularly fat one of these. And now that your eyes have kind of adjusted to them and the bioluminescence has lit them up a little bit, they're grung. They're frog people. Oh, what color are they? Green? Uh, blue, green, red, and the one that emerged with Ferris? Kind of a bright yellow. Okay. So Ferris is just standing there. He smiles uh, okay. at the rest of you, and the the larger Grung uh, holds up a spear kind of at his side, and Ferris then grows to his full human height. Okay. He smiles then at the rest of you and comes in inside the house a little bit if you make room for him. And he'll bend down to the children and he he's making motions to them. Almost like uh, almost like you're trying to explain to a, a child, don't touch a hot stove. Yeah. Cause... But then he's he's motioning to like his skin and then pointing to the, the grung. Don't touch them because they're poisonous, maybe? And the children seem to all get exactly okay. what he's saying. Also, I would assume if they're, like, different kinds of colors, like, that maybe... Yeah. I don't know. Do I know anything about nature? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, we can give a nature check. <laughs> Let's do what that, do you know please. about Grung? Thirteen. Not a ton. Yeah, not a one. Uh, frog people is about as good as you got right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Ferris then sort of, if you'll let him, he'll kind of move 
uh, move you aside, Akari, just a little bit and start to lead the children out of the house. Okay. I mean, if he's fine with it, I'm fine with it. I want to see if I think that Ferris is under, like, the influence of, like, a spell or a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't really check that out, did I? Yeah. No, you're good. <laughs> I mean, Arcana check. Yeah. Charity. Uh, just a second. It's important that we do this. Semi-weekly plug for guidance. It's a cantrip that makes you or your friends better at things by 1d4. Use it early. Use it often. Arcana, you said? Yes, please. 25. Yeah, 25. Very good, very good. So at 25, you uh, you, you kind of stop Ferris for a moment. You look in his eyes. Um, he His eyes sort of dart between yours. He seems very with it. Um, you... You do get a sense of very powerful energies swirling around this creature, but you don't think any of them are influencing him, if that makes sense. So it seems like he is at least himself. It, like, I don't see any of the signs. I mean, and you were basically saying that, but just to, to sort of encapsulate that, I don't see any of the signs that I would think he's under suggestion or like a charm where he's like, oh, yes, I should totally take these children to these people who are going to eat them. Yeah, exactly. And I probably, like, Hakari even said it out loud of, like, oh, don't touch their skins. They might be poisonous. I'm like, okay, he's also caring for the kids still. So Yes, exactly. Okay. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you feel good. Uh, and the children seem extremely excited. Uh, they're starting to bounce up and down and clap a little bit as they're following Ferris. Uh, and Ferris uh, off- offers you as well. He asks all of you to follow, if you'd like. Okay. Akari will go. I'll go. Burbage will go. I guess if Burbage is going, I should go. Ah! <laughs> that, has okay. that been Stormbringer's guiding principle this entire campaign? <laughs> there's yes. There's a specific reason, but anyway. Secrets, secrets, secrets. What is that supposed to mean? Wouldn't you like to know? But Charity, you have to come too. We die together. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's just, I, I was weighing the potential dangers of following a transmuted goat into the wood with a bunch of frogs or staying here alone in this cottage that teleports. And honestly, I can't calculate those odds, so just let me get my stuff. Frogs are small, Charity. It's okay. <laughs> they, they're also, they're poisonous. Okay, but they're small. And I'm big, so it's okay. Charity's just slinging the pack over her shoulder. Yep. Hey, Stormbringer, do you remember those black oozing mushrooms that we saw Charity vomit up early in this campaign? Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. Yeah, those were small, too. Yeah, and it was okay. Charity's alive. Oh. Ah. Is Charity gonna try and eat the Grung? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm confused. Do you, who do you ask that of? Just, I just asked that. I didn't try to eat the mushrooms. Oh. Kit will say, ah, but yeah, you shouldn't eat these guys. They're, um, you don't touch them either. They're, they'll make you really sick if you do, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, if you all follow them, there's a f- fairly long line, then, of frog people of kind of a dancing old man with a white beard and <laughs> and uh, the four of you. 
So, um, so you're going through the woods. It is, it is pitch black. Um, Burbage, uh, I think is the only one without dark vision. Or? I don't have it either. Yeah. So you're having to like really hold on to someone Burbage. Well, Stormbring is presumably carrying me. Am I right? Everybody. Literally the blind leading the blind. Wait, Stormbringer, Stormbringer doesn't, have... doesn't have it either. <laughs> oh, that's right. So maybe one of us in the back and one of us in the front. I can be in the back. So like I'm carrying Burbage and then my hand is on whoever's in the front also. That okay. can be charity. Okay. And Hikari is leading in the back. All right. Uh, so the, you, you're progressing like this. And the Stormbringer, it's, it's kind of hard. The ground is uneven. You keep almost tripping over roots just a little bit. It's a little bumpy ride for you, Burbage. Should we be imagining kind of like the swamp that Yoda lives in? Uh, oh, almost. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's a little more tropical okay. than swampy at this point. But yeah. I was kind of thinking like the, the uh, maybe it's also because Lena kept talking about dinosaurs, but like Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yeah, would uh, be pretty good. Yeah. Because there's dinosaurs yeah. here, y'all, and we're going to okay. fight them. <laughs> oh, if only. Uh, shortly, you all come to the a river. Um, it's the river that you heard in the distance and could kind of smell. Uh, there's the kind of smell of sort of rotting fish a little bit, uh, but also kind of powerful moss and fungus. It's again quite dark. Um, and uh, the frog people, a few of them up front, uh, immediately slip into the water and disappear underneath. And after just a moment, then they kind of slowly rise up again out of the water on the back of a giant serpent that almost, its girth almost takes up the entirety of the river from bank to bank. That's not terrifying. And immediately Ferris jumps on top of it, uh, riding it uh, one leg on each side and is now helping the children on top of it as well. When you say its girth almost occupies the river from bank to bank, and then Ferris is riding it as one with a horse, are his legs like eight feet long a piece, or is this not really a river and more of a creek? Uh, it's it's a deep, sort of a deep-looking river, uh, probably about ten foot wide, though. Um, and and oh, the, okay. the top of the serpent is sort of tapered just a little bit. So you can uh, kind of straddle it as best you can. Okay, because I'm like, I didn't realize that when you were describing human Ferris, you meant Slender Man. <laughs> right, yeah. not quite Slender Man, yeah. <laughs> yep, and the children are kind of now uh, jumping onto this thing as well. You see the grung up, up front, the ones that rose out of the water, have their sort of um, large uh, fingers and pads on their fingers, uh, basically at the sort of, almost at the base of the skull of this creature, and they're just holding it. And you, you don't get a lot of sense that this creature is very in charge of its actions right now. Hmm. Oh, this feels good. This feels great. Where are we going? Let's hop on. Okay, but like, get little child, child person, the three, three-year-old. Where are we going? What is this? Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna go. Uh, probably have some food with the, with um, the frog people. Okay, I mean, I like them. There's always dancing, and there's always, like, music. It's it's really fun. Okay, that sounds cool. Yeah, that's good. We're going to be optimistic. I mean, that sounds like a good time. And 
didn't we learn from Ferris that the the house's teleportative power only refreshes like once every 24 hours or something? Right, Charity would have told you uh, it was at dawn, probably. So until then, we've got no way to get back to Bovalia anyway. So we might as well see what kind of fun shit we can get up to while we're here. What do we think about that? Charity's going to put his hand on your shoulder again, Burbage. Ah! Oh, Charity, I forgot you were here. <laughs> it's so dark. <laughs> yeah. Fine, Burbage, but just again, gentle reminder, um, their skin is poisonous, so dancing, singing, drinking, fine, orgy, maybe not. Ah, oh, shit. Listen, there are ways to mitigate the risk of transferring <laughs> skin. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, just promise me if you try to have sex with the frog people, you'll wear your sweater, okay? <laughs> uh, or, or also, maybe don't arm wrestle them. No, I can't. I can't commit to that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't commit to that. Oh, man. Who gets on the serpent? Me. Hikari. Charity's going to look at the snake. Why is it I feel safer with that than I do with my family sometimes? <laughs> <sighs> Here we go. Yeah, I guess I'll climb on the serpent. All right. It is... Hey, Hikari. Hey, Hikari, as yeah. we're getting on. Hey, I've heard of straddling a giant, girthy serpent, <laughs> but this is ridiculous. Jesus <laughs> I get some alcohol and sip it and hand it to you, Burbage. Right. You're going to hear Charity. It's not even a double entendre. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, do I still drink? What's my relationship with drinking these days? You haven't had a drink probably for a while. Much, much less, I think, was the thing. Like, after you sort of dealt with some of the Eldon stuff, you no longer felt compelled to. So now you sort of, weirdly, your drinking and Charity's drinking have gotten, I think, much more in line. Of like, oh, a social event, drink. <laughs> All right, so this is a social event. Thank you, Hikari. I will have a sip, and that will be enough for me, because I am not an addict. I dare anyone to tell me other, oh, mm. well, that's good. <laughs> oh, that's really good. And I'm yeah, like, drink, I'm gonna... drink, 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 yeah. drink. All right, drink, okay, drink. here we go. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Please hold on tight to Burbage, Stormbird. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I always do. I'm a terrible fucking person. All right. As you straddle the girthy serpent, uh, <laughs> it is wet and scaly, uh, even just a little slimy, but it's very <laughs> it's very warm <laughs> <laughs> to the touch. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's in my notes. You know that snakes <laughs> are not like... Yes. Slimy, right? Uh, no, I know. But this okay. thing happens. It it's not a normal snake. Certainly. Okay. Um, and then it begins to sort of move and slither, uh, and it's it's going upstream, and it's going fairly fast up, upstream. Uh, and you're kind of holding on as best you can uh, to this, and the. Children seem to be very happy and comfortable with this. It, it appears well, most of them at least have been here before. Could we even really fall off since it's basically the... It's it's difficult to slide off the, with okay. the way, yeah, you are positioned and the way uh, it, it sort of grips you just a little bit. Let's just move ahead of the snake oh. because everything you, want me to you describe say, the... like, 
the way that okay okay <laughs> it's definitely not the motion of the river but it's the size of the snake that matters yes here yeah. you go um so <laughs> soon uh soon you actually start to uh, see lights appear kind of on the left side of the the river um up ahead um and as you approach you see then the tops of a very large bonfire uh, as you disembark the the serpent, um, the grung in front uh, also sort of slide off. Um, and then the serpent kind of seems to shake just a little bit, and then it disappears, sinking lower into the river again. And then it seems to have settled down toward the bottom of the river. On the side of the river, you see uh, several grung, which actually look pretty heavily armed, um, are watching what almost you would say is a, a sort of a line of several fishing net kind of lined up in a row. And and they they sort of watch you as you progress further into a clearing and away from the river. And as you look in the clearing then itself, which is a, a large area of firm packed dirt um, and a small stone path that leads up to a thatched roof home, uh, this house looks like it's built for the proportions of tall people, of tall folk, of humans and elves. Um, the wood is old, but sturdy. And it doesn't even creak necessarily when the wind picks up or when the grungs are, are walking back and forth on it. It just seems like the grung have uh, kind of co-opted this place into their own dwelling currently. Hey, Ferris. Is Ferris here? Yeah, Ferris is up front. Um, yeah. Ferris, are we? Is 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 this jungle a part of the world of Banya? You seem trying to kind of mouth Banya. Are we in the same world or existence as we were when we met you in the snowy field by the crack? He yes, he's nods his head, and then he sort of he he puts his finger like in the air here, and then he puts his finger way on the opposite side of his reach. And he kind of motions for the distance in between. We're just really, really far away? He nods. Well, I, we're probably not far north, because then we'd be in far north. <laughs> probably in some other place. I'm not looking at a mental map in my head. Are you looking at a non-mental map on the computer? Or are you looking at a mental map on a piece of paper in front of you? Because that's more concerning. <laughs> <laughs> so you see about 20 uh, grung or so, reds and blues and yellows, very extremely vibrant colors. What? I don't think it's in grung culture. In grung culture. You just be like reds and blues and yellows. Well, there's <laughs> also some greens. But okay, I'm just asking. Sounds kind of um, But it's... They're extremely vibrant colors. Uh, and they're all sort of... Looks like they're all kind of beginning to set up tables already for food and drink. Uh, you uh, hear immediately some some uh, a bit of drums on the other side of the clearing uh, and a few stringed instruments that have very sort of low... Um, barong, rong, 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 sound to it. Uh, and at this, there's a little bit of rhythm that picks up. 
um, and even a few small, smaller, even grung children that sort of begin to kind of twirl and dance. Uh, and the other children immediately run over to them and start kind of twirling in circles and dancing. All right. This is this seems like a good time. Um, all right. I'm going to dance. Burbage is dancing. Burbage is dancing. Excellent. Yeah. So Burbage, you start dancing. Uh, and and Takara, you're kind of looking around. You do see um, they're also very quickly setting up uh, a lot of large kind of jugs. And they seem to be having little labels on the jugs. Um, I, and they're kind of like motioning like toward these these large jugs. Kind I of go setup. over and I point at myself and then point at the jug and then make a drinking motion. Oh, okay. They look horrified <laughs> that you did that. Um, I point at myself, do a drinking motion and go, where? Like that. Uh, they, they, that motion you sort of, they're trying to shoo you away from these pots at least. Um, but where all the, where all the tables are now kind of being set up very quickly. Uh, and you see lots of different kinds of, um, mushroom and very large grub. Uh, not like the kind of metaphor for food, but quite literally large grubs. Um, and also, uh, there seems to be a few barrels of, of things that, uh, ladles are being dipped into okay. and then poured into cups. I go over there. Okay. Can I check out these large... Were they motioning for all of us to look at the... Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. There. So I'd go over to that. Cool. Oh, I go over there and I point at the kegs or whatever yeah. and I go... Ah! Okay. And they start Yay. pouring... Yeah, they start pouring uh, their largest cup for you. Which is... Which is a normal size cup for you. <laughs> Okay. Um, kind of scratching his chin and being like, "Yeah, I wonder what creatures whose skin is poisonous to us to touch would drink as an intox." Yeah. Huh. And they hand it to you. Um, I pull a bigger <laughs> mug out of my bag. Okay. Like a really big one. Yeah. And put it under the thing. Uh, hand it to him. All right, yeah, he hands it to him. He grabs it with both arms as the other one starts scooping and ladling, and it's okay. taking a very long time to fill it up okay. with their small ladle. And eventually, they kind of scoot okay. it back over to you. I tip my big cat. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm not wearing. Hat. They don't seem to get that gesture. Then. I'm just picturing Hakari is like carrying around a travel mug the size of like yeah. a mega gulp. Yeah, it's like, well, that's a big gulp. <laughs> have you guys seen, if you've seen Cabin in the Woods, the huge bomb yeah, yeah, yeah. that the guy's wearing around that oh, like yeah. goes down in the coffee cup? My, yeah. It's like that. It's, like that. it's just, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a foldable mug. A foldable mug. Yeah. That's, that's like 10 feet tall. Okay. You've described something that's going to cost you money. No, you have bought now. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you've already no. done it. You've bought no. it. That's all right. You have a bunch of money. I do. Yeah, I'm just gonna take a little bit away. Holy <laughs> crap! Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, so you hear kind of some music starting up. You hear uh, children kind of giggling and dancing. You even see Ferris now joining in the dance, and this old man swinging his beard around and around. Uh, every once in a while, jumping over to the tables with food, uh, taking a, a rather large, juicy-looking grub and popping it into his mouth. I'll be checking out these urns that you were saying they were gesturing to. Yeah. They're probably like they're dead, like... 
like king and queen, and I was going to drink them. Anyway, go ahead. So I'm, I'm going to sort of bow respectfully, because they seemed very upset at the notion of drinking this, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just sort of bow to the attendance of it, and can I figure out what these are? Uh, yeah, if you're sort of looking at them curiously, um, they they start to kind of mime uh, like a bow and arrow, uh, and then they, they mime dipping the arrow into one of these pots and oh. then shooting it at the other one, and the other one goes, ah, like it shot it, and then all of a sudden it goes, ah, and then falls over dead, <laughs> is what it mimes. Charity's going to be like, I understand. Different types? They nod, they nod. Um, and now they kind of make a, a little bit of a coin gesture toward you. Ah. Cherry will ponder the rampant spread of mercantilism and its impacts on <laughs> cultures. Um, <laughs> but there seem to be different sort of pots of it. Right, yes. Uh, and if you look inside, you can see different colors. Uh, sort of swirling around. Some are blue, some are a darker black, some are uh, red with a hint of orange that almost glows. Uh, and so I'm going to sort of point at them and like point at one and do like a hand gesture like ah! versus another one just sort of fall over or can't move and like trying to get them to like, I'm, I'm trying to mime to them. What do each of these do? Sure. Yeah, give me a performance for that Miami. Thirteen. All right. Thirteen. A thirteen. You feel like you're. Uh, it's hard. They can basically mime back to you various levels of death. <laughs> it seems. But they seem to all be indicating some level of death. Yeah, some level of death or just certain incredible sickness or something like that. Any your paralysis. Uh, you, you, yeah, you guys can't tell so okay. far with what you're able to communicate. Uh, I'll pull out a gold piece. Okay. And sort of indicate one that seems to be a sufficient level of death. Uh, what do they then, like, do they sort of move to give me some amount of it, or... Uh, yeah, so with a gold piece, they, they handed uh, and they put it in their pouch and then they give you, they dip a, a vial into the, the liquid and stopper it and then go ahead and hand that to you. And it's a vial that you might be able to put on a single weapon or... Like one arrow? Yeah, it's, a, it's about an ounce or, ounce or two maybe of, of liquid. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, miming to them again and sort of indicate the, but much as they did, like, point at the thing, then mime stabbing, and then the, bleh. but then I'm going to sort of point to it. Yeah. And then, you know, like, mime drinking. Like, be like, huh? Yeah. They look horrified that you might drink some of this. And then I'm going to point to me, not me, <laughs> someone else drink Blech. uh they start to kind of like laugh and giggle a little bit uh and then one of them pulls out a, a pot from behind some of these larger ones uh and and sort of gingerly removes kind of the clay top to it uh and even puts it back himself kind of leans backward and uh and then motions that this would be what you want 
Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give them uh, two gold pieces for that one. Okay. They'll go ahead and uh, dip a couple of those small little vials uh, in and uh, stopper it, um, trying to kind of not uh, waft any of the fumes their way. Um, and then they'll very gingerly hand those to you. So I have those listed as one small stabbing grung poison and two small <laughs> drinking grung poison. So go ahead and uh, it's one red and uh, two um, greenish yellow poisons. Grung poisons, yeah. And I'll know what that means. And then uh, you said there was one last one that was like almost glowing? A little bit, yeah. Kind of a, a orangish glow to it. And I'll indicate that one and sort of look inquisitive to see if I can get them to pantomime it to me. Uh, yeah, they it, it shoot another arrow and someone dies. Uh, and yeah, and you think that's kind of the end of it. And then he like starts to kind of get up again and he puts his arms out in front of him and he starts to awesome. walk and hobble a little bit. And that's creepy. <laughs> I don't like it. I like the cut of your little amphibious jibs. Um, I'm going to hand them uh, four gold pieces for that. Uh, for four gold, they will dip one vial again of that in. I will hand them. I'm going to motion with ten gold pieces and do three. Mm, and they start kind of gonna 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 talking to themselves. Uh, they come back. Mm. I'll give you a thumbs up. I have been watching this a little bit, mm -hmm. and I would like to go over and get two of the stabbing ones. And what was the? Uh, there's kind of different varying. Um, oh, there's more. Yeah, there's like different varying kinds. And if you're okay. perusing, yes, you see something horrifying. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are immediately transported back in your mind to the beach of Cliff Mill. Okay. Watching someone pull out a sword and then a small vial of black liquid and drape that sword in this black liquid as they are coming toward you. Uh-huh. You'll never forget the way that that sort of liquid fell onto the sword. And as, and as they put the pot down and you see the sort of viscosity of the black liquid kind of wave in a, in a puddle, you are very sure this is the same kind of thing. Ooh, I still, Burbage has a vial of that liquid that he got in Cliff Mill. He never used it. Okay, and I'm thinking back to when... When when the group was attacked on the beach? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it, that was then used to stab... To stab all of you, but all of us, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, okay. several of you. <laughs> yeah, mostly charity because they were That's mostly going meant. for charity. And yeah. so, what did it actually do, though? It was incredibly powerful poison. Okay. It, yeah. That's what <laughs> I thought. But, um, yeah. sort of like look, they look you up and down, and they kind of are like, I don't know about that. I take out my sword and I start like whipping it around, being like, Ooh. Like, kind of hit myself in the head All right. a couple times. Okay. okay, well, okay. Let's get a performance check of your oh sword God. dance here. My uh, sword dance? Yeah. Sounds good to me. Dude, I bring my own, like, collapsible mug. 
which you've been drinking from already. Mm-hmm. Uh, a 22. All right. A 22. This is actually seemingly enough I'm to kind of impress drunk. them. Yeah, they <laughs> they seem a little impressed and uh, kind of put one finger up to you. Okay. And you can have one. Okay. So how much? Um, and they give me like a... Yeah, they they have enough gold, it looks like. They kind of motion toward the gold Charity's given them and they're... Nah. So they they just kind of want something else and they like point at some of your... Like your armor or like your backpack and stuff. What do I have in my backpack? I had a collapsible mug. You have a collapse. Yes, one of them definitely points to that in one No! <laughs> Just for that poison or do I get That's other stuff? What he seemingly would like, yeah. It's um, my travel mug. You have a, a small instrument, a shamisen, uh, that they would point to. and. Okay, can I give them that instead of my collapsible you mug? You certainly could. Okay. And then I... How much are the zombie poisons? Uh, they seem to have been satiated with gold. Like, they don't want any more gold. I know. So you'd have to give them other stuff. Like, you could give them rations, maybe, or you have manacles, which are... (laughs) Fuzzy manacles. My manacles. Your pink fuzzy manacles. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, pink fuzzy manacles. It seems like something I'd carry. Or your extreme Baja Blast healing potion. No, what was the first thing you said? I'll just give them a couple rations for like a zombie poison. Okay, they would they would like three rations. Fine. Okay. Yeah. It's fucking zombie poison. <laughs> Worth. Also, I've kind of forgotten in this entire time, and I suspect we all have that. Uh, Probably occasionally, uh, Andy will, would have needed to have been doing the voice of Seamus the Wonderbag. Oh, that's right. Probably, yeah. Seamus is with you. He's been a, he's been pretty quiet since uh, you know since you've all had a talking to. Um, but you could always talk to him if you want. No, no, I was just looking through my inventory and I'm like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot I have Seamus the Wonderbag now. Yeah, he likes me because I call him Seamus the Wonderbag. Yeah, he's like, this place is pretty fucking cool. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Do we think that, um, like, the frog people sold the assassins that poison? Or, like, is this a poison that other people could make, too? Uh, you wouldn't necessarily know. Um, that would, yeah, that would require some specialty poison or kit shit. I'm gonna try to mime that question to them. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna... Point at the poison and then go like this to demonstrate okay. making it. Oh, that kind of scene. Gotcha. Anyway, um, and then I'm going to point at them and make a question face. Be like, uh, <laughs> they seem to indicate that they made these poisons at least. Yeah. Burbage is going to dance by and sort of dance in circles around you guys and be like, hey, oh man, this party's awesome. And that weird rhythmic land whale music is pretty cool too. What's going on here? What what, what are you guys doing? You're doing some shopping. Buying poisons. I'm not buying poisons. I'm investigating poisons. What are you investigating about? um, I'm just dancing. I'm having a good time. The poisons that like that killed Charity when Charity died, and I need to figure out if the frog people are the ones who sold the poison, because if they are, I have to kill them all. Oh. 
All right, now hold on, hold on. Burbage will, Burbage will sort of, his dancing will like decrease in energy a bit, but it doesn't stop entirely. As he dances, he's kind of like, wait up, wait up, wait up. There might be a way we can figure this out. I've still got a vial of that poison that I got off of one of the dead assassins in Cliff Mill. Maybe I can compare that vial with the vials that they're selling you the poison in. All right? So I'll pull out the vial and I will like to do like a comparison between the okay. vial that I've that we found it in yeah. and the vials that they are selling the poison in. Uh, give me, give me a, per, a perception check if you're trying to compare the vials by the way they look and feel and yeah. Not an investigation check? Why am I asking? Yeah, I'll do a perception not check. Not exactly. Yeah, you're not a, yeah, you're not quite rooting through, but perception, yeah, I think will be good. Uh all right, a twenty-two. Good. Okay, very good. So you're you're checking out uh the vial that that um I think Hakari got the the black liquid. Sure. Uh as well, yeah. Um so you're you're looking at that for as far as you can tell, it's the exact same simple vial and the cork you never quite noticed before, but it's a little bit darker of a kind of cork stopper. Um, and it's slightly more rudimentary than something like in a fine wine. So as far as you can tell, they're identical uh, vials. And the corks seem distinct from like other vial right. corks. Yeah. Oh man, all right, guys. Burbage is gonna like reluctantly but grudgingly slow his dance down to a halt. <laughs> like he's like, oh, I'm having such a good time dancing, but now I don't feel like <laughs> dancing this whole time while you're looking at the vials and everything. Yeah, now I've got to stop dancing because I think there's something just bad about this. I think there's assassins got their poison here, oh. which. Which, you know, what does, that, what does that even mean? Do you have any gloves? Do I have gloves? Yeah, do you have any gloves? Um... Does anybody, does anybody have any gloves? I don't think so. Would there be gloves in a, in a thieves' tools-like set? Ooh, um... I, I would say that one's up to you. Yeah, would you keep some thin kind of gloves in there? Yeah, the kind of, if I don't want my fingerprints to get on things. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've got some gloves right here in my thieves' tools. Cool, can I borrow them? You want some? They definitely won't fit you, <laughs> Stormbringer, but... <laughs> yeah, do you want to... All right, let's... Okay, hold on, Stormbringer, put out your hand. <laughs> well, you know what? It doesn't fit. Doesn't fit, everybody. It won't fit. <laughs> okay, hey, that's okay. I'll improvise. I'll improvise. And Starburger started to tear off strips of her shirt to wrap around her hands. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So once yeah. her hands are fully covered, she's gonna go to the frog person that's right by the poison vial okay. and be like, "Hey, you fucker! I think you fucking killed <laughs> some fucking assassins, some fucking deadly poison. I'm gonna fuck you up, and we are gonna fight right now and figure this out like fighters, okay?" Wait, wait, wait! Though they just sold it to us, and they don't know who we are. Yeah, maybe they should have a vetting process or something. We could be trying to kill Charity. They shouldn't be selling it to anybody who's trying to kill Charity. <laughs> but maybe they didn't know, because they don't know what I'm going to do with it. 
Are you going to try to kill Terry Hikari? Is that what you're saying? No. No. God. No. And then I just like back up yeah. and start yeah. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and then just back into the crowd. <laughs> just start dancing. Yeah, I think she she already killed him once. She doesn't need to kill him again. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, Ferris kind of comes over uh, to all of you, and some of the children are now kind of watching this scene. And Ferris puts his hand on your shoulder, Stormbringer, and tries to kind of calm you down just a little bit. Hey, I don't speak goat, and these guys tried to kill Charity by proxy, so I need like an explanation, or I'm gonna like we're gonna fight. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck them up with my glaive. Do you see my glaive? Do you see my glaive? It's really big. <laughs> And then you hear a voice, and it says, Large one, you settle calm self. Yes? Is Yoda here? No. (laughs) I can do a far better Yoda than that. I know you can. I'm just confused. Sorry, go ahead. Is this Brother Theodore who voiced Gollum in the animated Hobbit? Certainly not. <laughs> it is just a grung. In fact, the yellow, the large yellow grung that Ferris had, had met with. I'm literally a barbarian. I'm not going to calm down. Your people tried to kill Charity by proxy, and now I think I have to kill you all. Mm, please explain. We trade good at poison, sad for effect, but need survive. I I mean, I don't, like, I don't really buy that, right? Like, you, like, don't, like, why do you need gold? Like, you're living in the jungle, you're eating grub. Ooh. That's true. I mean, it does bring up an interesting question, which is, ought we to hold poison manufacturers responsible for the murders done with said poison? Yeah. Does poison kill people? Or do... People with poison kill people. Oh, so I'm going to kill both. I think at the moment we should be more concerned about the people that Stormbringer is about to kill, and it'll definitely... Stormbringer. So let's find her somewhere. Someone to arm wrestle. Wait, I'm still dancing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sort of speaking to the yellow grung. Your eminence, mm, chief. Your chief. Ha. <laughs> Did someone? I'm gonna sort of like uh, uh, a large white cat person. Or and the were the assassins drow? I'm trying to remember. Uh, a couple were yes. Um, a couple were elves. The archers were elves. Uh, or like elves with blue skin. Did they buy this recently? We sell to all tall, short, sane. I'm not asking if you were racially profiling your sales. I was asking for information on someone who might have bought from you. Hmm. Many grung. No secrets of poison. 
No one by Grung for a long time. Oh, okay. Stormbringer's gonna just kind of calm down all of a sudden. Come, come dance, eat, festival. Wait, okay, I, like that sounds really fun and I really like food. And also we could arm wrestle because look, I wrapped my hands so we can save the arm wrestle. And you look kind of big. Mm. Um, but first, first, oh, I forgot. Oh, do you like also have an antidote to these poisons? Mm. Mm. And he points uh, at one of the the jars that is quite small, that probably um, only has about three or so vials of liquid in it. It's a small jar. Can I have that? All grung poison. Be better. Um, what do you want? What do you want for that? You want some some shiny silver pieces? Look, I have silver. Uh, one of one of them points to to uh your axe. Uh, yeah sure you can have my totally normal battle axe i don't care he looks really excited about that yeah yeah awesome i'll give him my my not magic battle axe obviously okay yeah he'll immediately drop his spear and kind of waddle over to you and grab your axe and it's very very heavy for him he's probably not going to be able to wield it without a lot of practice uh but you seem to be able to do that. Cool. And at this, he's sort of, he's trying to usher all of you toward the middle of the the clearing, toward the bonfire, as a lot of Grung are now kind of slowly dancing and, and methodically kind of hopping up and down. Um, Wait, their, is this like a slow song? Their own voices kind of go. Because I'm dancing like a fiend. Yeah. Like, I'm not like listening to the tempo at all. So I am going to say I am now halfway between the scene at the end of The Vich and uh, <laughs> um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good cross, cross section between those two. Uh, and you hear him say, Sacrifice. And uh, they had pulled uh, what looks to be a very large boar that they had killed. Um, and they're dragging it on, a, on kind of a, a large piece of cloth over to the very edge of the woods. Um, and then you see a few grung light, a few fires uh, next to that uh, large piece of meat. And then they very quickly, the grung that, that drug it over there, run backward toward the toward the bonfire and then start kind of garu, 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 garu. And then you hear a sound from the jungle you hear. They have like a fucking King Kong back there. Oh no. And even at that sound, several grungs stop moving. And then the rest try to like get them to continue to jump up and down and chance a little bit as well. Do they seem pleased if Jerry hops up and down a little? <laughs> they seem to be pleased. And then just out of the firelight, deep in the the darkness of the jungle, you can see two very large eyes pop open and glow 
a pale white light. Mm. How big of eyes? Like car? I mean, uh, like I know we don't like, have car headlights in our like uh, uh, world. Yeah, similar Lanterns. to similar to that, like a, a large eye uh, on each side. And of like his far face. from the ground. It's pretty low to the ground, but then you see it raise up. Ten. It's a T-Rex run. Fifteen feet. And then two more eyes open next to it. I start to draw out my sword. Why don't we go ahead and take a break here? <laughs> Why don't we manage fluids? Why don't we go ahead and uh, go to the bathroom and get something to drink? Um, we'll be right back, everyone, uh, with more fun festival <laughs> shenanigans. Fighting a T-Rex. BRB, everybody. Dun, dun, dun. BRB. Take a break. Be back in like 10 minutes or so. Bye. 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 Did you like my dancing? It was great. This has been Goats and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play shorter campaigns, one-shots, and have conversations about D&D and games in general. For more information about us, check out our website at helpfulgoat.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at HelpfulGoat, or chat with us and the rest of the Helpful Goat community on our Discord server using the link in this episode's description. For more of our shared gaming projects and live streams, check us out on Twitch, where we are Helpful Goat, or on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming. If you want to support us, you can make a donation on our coffee page by following that link in the episode description, or you can rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podcast Addict. We are a growing community of friends who enjoy playing games, storytelling, and role-playing, and we would love for you to join us as we cultivate a positive and helpful online space together. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.